You're now tuned in to the Indie Culture Radio Show with the Fortune 500 marketer, Musa Ali. I never will forget when I first started, you know, I went out there and I got my first big match was Muhammad Ali. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I asked for five minutes and I said, you got to be crazy. This is, for the rumble, this, this is for the rumble in the jungle, yeah? Yes, you know what I mean? And so what they, they say, you're nuts. We ain't never paid over two and a half million to nobody. And that's what they had paid uh, with the Joe Frazier and, and, uh, and Ali at the Garden. Mm-hmm. I doubled that price, and then I went and got it. That's what they don't understand. They're afraid to ask for something that they think that is preposterous. But the traction is the most important. It ain't the money. The attraction means a great attraction gives you recuperative investment and bottom line profit. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to be able to take the risk of saying that, and they don't want to be looked upon as being local or crazy uh, for asking for the astronomical prices that I asked for. But this is what is worth. And so I find I found it to be true that I've got many of them because no one else would try to compete with that. As you said, Don, no fight's dead. When you're still around, you're still breathing, you can still go out and make any fight happen. And that, over the years, Don, I've known you about 20-odd years now, that's one of the things that's amazed me, is when people think a fight can't be made, most people can't make it. You've managed to make fights happen over the years that people have said, how have you done it? Don, what's your secret? You know what the secret is? Respect for others. But what people don't understand, they want a prize fighter to think on the mentality and the level that they think on. Mm-hmm. You must be able to think out on, on his level, and you must be able to understand him yet to wear his shoes or borrow his eyeballs, because what they do is they disrespect him, and you have to understand something. Money don't make fights. Money is a supplement and a supporter of fights. But you got to give out respect to a person for what he has achieved and accomplished to be able to make the fight. They don't have that little humble little thing of do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Mm-hmm. This is how you make big fights. You've got to have the psychological, you've got to have the mental, you've got to have the physical. All of them got to be combined with R-E-S-P-E-C-T, as Aretha Franklin would say, there is respect. And that's the way it works. so they can't make them. I can make any fight because I understand and respect the man who I'm dealing with across the table. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Indie Culture Radio Show. I am your gracious host, Musa Ali. And today we're going to be chopping up some real good game. We're going to be talking about the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight and the impact of Mayweather on the culture, good and bad. You know, it's a lot of controversy going on right now about, um, and even before the fight, about Mayweather and his uh, domestic uh, violence past and history. But um, we're going to be talking about Mayweather as a brand inside of the ring and even outside of the ring. And I, I just want to say, first and foremost, I, I do not condone domestic violence, not at all. Um, but I, I do feel that that uh, ESPN and different outlets, they kind of put that that story out there before the fight to kind of diminish uh, his legacy. I think it was a deflection. Again, not to say, not to minimize domestic violence because it's wrong. Um but it was just poor time by a lot of the news outlets and it really had nothing to do with the fight and it was already previously known that he did have domestic disputes so just for them to to bring it up during that time was was very ill-timed and I thought it was very tacky Um, but and you know I've said this before too they kind of use him as a scapegoat they kind of use him you know Mayweather 
as a poster child for domestic violence when there's a lot of other celebrities that um, have a history of domestic violence that they never really talk about and they never really put on the forefront but they want to make him the poster child of domestic violence and I, and I think that's wrong um, if you're going to if, if you're going to use him as a, as a as a poster child you need to you, you know you need to be fair you need to Mel Gibson Josh Brolin um, Charlie Sheen you know they're notorious for reaching back on me so how come we never hear about them right and in fact you know Hollywood helped and the media helped resurrect their career they never really talk about them in the same manner they talk about a Floyd Mayweather or Ray Rice and again as we seen in the Ray Rice incident I mean that was just uncalled for but it's just how the the, the media uses these incidents to kind of minimize the legacy of someone great like Floyd Mayweather and to almost, you know, to criminalize and vilify him, you know, for maybe something later on down the line. But again, I really want to talk and concentrate on his legacy in the boxing ring and as a brand. And um, just to kind of segue, if you, if you really look at the reason, you know, you kind of look at the reason why they do this to a guy like Floyd Mayweather, um, you look at his brand and how strong it is. It's it's really a, a, a brand of independence and empowerment. And you know, you know, people, you know, in corporate America, they don't really like that when you're not owned by corporate money, and you know, they don't have their hands in your pockets. It's kind of they they diminish. They try to diminish your legacy. Had he been, you know, had he played the straight, you know, the straight and narrow and. You know, he, he would have had agents and promoters and, and managers that, you know, you know, those culture vultures that usually take, you know, boxers money. You know, if, if, if he had been affiliated with some of those people, he wouldn't have been as vilified by the media as as, as, he's, uh, as he's been. And, um, you know, that's what happens. And, you know, anytime a public figure or entertainer goes the independent route you know they all they're always met with that type of resistance look at michael jackson um when he brought the beatles publishing um and even before then when he was trying to make some uh, moves and you know some power moves in the music industry um you know case after case was being thrown at him and one thing people got to understand for entertainers when they when they get those cases you know and people sue them you know, they really have to handle situation. They have to. A lot of them have to settle out of court, and people know that. People know if they sue Michael Jackson, that's a big payday, or they're at least going to get some shine in the media. So, you know, you got to really look at the con game behind it all. You know, and, 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 and that's that's not him. You know, it's a lot of other celebrities and entertainers. Look at Prince. I mean, Prince is really adamant about um, the the intellectual property of entertainers and musicians. And you don't really see Prince out there like, like, like for the last 15, 20 years, really. They, they don't really broadcast Prince out there. But he has such a strong fan base from the 80s and early 90s that, you know, he has still has a huge following. But, you know, when you resist that, that corp, you know, when you resist corporate America, man, that's the backlash. You know, they're going to try to diminish you. They're going to bring up every little thing from your past and they're going to use it against you to try to discredit you. And we really have to stop falling for that kind of 
right? We have to look at Floyd Mayweather from the perspective of look at his brand. His brand is one of the power, right? And they, they did the same thing with uh, LeBron James, right? When he had that press conference, which I thought was genius, when he said, I'm going to take my talents down to South Beach, they vilified him. But at the end of the day, it's no different from a press conference from a mega merger like a Facebook and an Instagram or a Nike and, you know, merging with another company or, you know, they have press conferences where they have mergers every day. Look at MSNBC um, and, you know, you look at, you know, they have press conferences every day, daily about these mega mergers in, in corporate America. But again, you know, when a brother does it, you know, it's looked at negatively. When they start to handle themselves like a corporation, like a brand, then they're vilified when they try to become independent. But that should not deter you. That should not deter you. That should not deter you from being an independent brand and empowering your brand. Uh, and that's what does deter a lot of people. People, people feel if they kind of wean themselves off the corporate tit you know that this is the backlash that's what they show in the media this is the backlash when you become independent when you try to empower yourself this is the backlash for corporate America so we we can't fall for that kind of game we have to look at Floyd Mayweather we got to look at his brand and what he's I mean do I mean that that fight brought in 400 million dollars in the what 90 minutes in the span of 90 minutes, it brought in $400 million. That's ha almost half a billion dollars, right? He gets, he gets paid $180, almost $200 million, a quarter of a billion dollars from one fight. From one fight. They, like Don King said in the intro, boxers was not making that type of money, especially before Don King came in the game because, you know, like he said, they were getting paid $30,000, 100000 but these, you know, these uh, executives in corporate America was making millions off of these guys, man. You know, back then they didn't have pay-per-view, so, you know, they were getting, you know, the, uh, you know, from the cable providers, or not even the cable providers, but the, the CBS and the NBCs and the ABCs, and, you know, they get their money from the ad money, so it was still a lot of money on the table, but Don King understood that. He understood how much, how much was in the pot. And I, I talked about this in a couple shows um, before when I talked about the knowing your worth and knowing your value. Um, you know, you really have to understand. You have to know how much is in the pot. You you have to know how much you're bringing to the table so that when you go to the negotiating table, you can start demanding um, things and, and you can justify it if you know how much is in the pot. And that's what Mayweather does. And that's why a lot of people don't like him. I don't think a lot of people have a problem with Mayweather in his domestic dispute because, again, when he, when it was first made public, people, people weren't, you know, they weren't in, in, up in arms about it. But now everybody is rah rah this, rah rah that, and now that he's, you know, about to, you know, be cashed out with two hundred million dollars. Everybody all of a sudden has a problem with it. No, you have a problem with him being empowered, him being independent. And you hate that. You hate that you're not in that position. And a lot of people got to get that out of their system, right? You should look at a man like that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, he has his flaws. And we shouldn't emulate 
the negative things that he does, just like a Tiger would, right? That's a negative thing. He did something that, you know, was, was wrong, morally and ethically wrong, right? But at the end of the day, we can look at Tiger Woods from a positive perspective because, hey, man, he made more. He, he is he's made more money than you know than any athlete almost all time. Like he ranks like top ten of earnings during his career. Tiger Woods has. So we have to really look at that as kind of like a case study and say, hey, hey, what can we do? to empower our brands just like a Tiger Woods, to empower our brand like a Floyd Mayweather or LeBron James. What they do in their personal life, that's their personal life, right? We can sit here and we can sit here and finger wag and different things like that, but, you know, we really have to look at it from a perspective, a business perspective, and that's what I look at it. I look at it like, man, this dude has made hundreds of millions of dollars because he started his own promotion company, just like Oscar De La Hoya, Hoya did. And they started to see the con game that, you know, some of the promoters performed, like the Bob Aarons and the, the, uh, the, the Don Kings were, were running, you know. So, you know, they started to do it themselves, right? And people talk about how unintelligent, you know, he is or some of these athletes are, but they do have enough intelligence where they're doing things independently. And, and, you know, again, this is what this show is for. This show is for the independent, um, you know, the independents, the entrepreneurs, people who think outside of the box, people who want to do for self. And, you know, this kind of came about during the recession, right? When the millennials, you know, when they came of age and were able to get out in the workforce, those jobs weren't there. Those jobs weren't available. So what they had to do was they had to go get it themselves, right? They had to do for self because those opportunities weren't out there, right? And so that we're living in that generation. And a lot of people hate that. A lot of people hate the, the fact that there are a lot of independent people out there that's doing their thing. And they're still doing, they're still working a nine to five and they're still, you know, they still have to clock in. They still have, they're still hustling for vacations and weekends and holidays and birthdays. You know, that's bullshit. And Dane Dash talked about that. You know, that's bullshit. Why do, why do we hustle for weekends? Why do we hustle for vacation and retirement for some pie in the sky? Right. We need to start hustling for our lifestyle. We need to look at a guy like Floyd Mayweather and say, hey, how can we leverage our brain? How can we empower our brain? How can we start to promote ourselves so we can, we, we, we can um, increase our worth, so we can um, so we can raise the status quo up, as Jay-Z says? So, like I said, he's very impactful for the culture, if if not for just looking at looking at him from a business perspective and his brand from a business perspective like I said he's not he's not the best role model you know as far as morals and ethics but from a business perspective we can take a lot of things from him just like Don King Don King gets a bad rap but again Don King raised the status quo war. I mean we look at what he did like, I, like he said in the intro you know boxers weren't getting paid that amount of money when Don King came in the game he changed the game. He knew how much money was on the table, and he started demanding it. And he didn't feel money shame, right? A lot of people feel money shame. A lot of people will settle for a hundred thousand just because hundred thousand a year, just because everybody else makes that amount of money. Instead of looking at what's in the pot, how much do I really make for this company or corporation, and start demanding your worth and, and knowing your value. 
So that's very important. But anyway, that's my take on it. Everybody go to Twitter and Instagram and follow me at I am Musa Ali and add me on Facebook at Mansa Musa Ali. That's my time, y'all. Peace.